Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We have a really cool show. It's got everything in it. We got guerrilla marketing. We have baldness and beautiful and bold. And I want to start off with our first guest to congratulate her on an amazing event she had this past weekend. And that is Alicia Cunningham. Alicia, how are you? I'm good, Ken. How are you? Good. Are you still kind of blown away from that event? I'm still blown away. I'm still getting pictures and emails and all kind of things. So it's still like a, you know, a work in progress. I feel like it hasn't ended as yet. Which is a good thing. Well, I've never done an event like that, so it was really cool to work with someone who's creating a documentary and doing a benefit and also has such a, a great theme. I mean, me being a, a follically challenged, empowered person, I was uh, drawn to, obviously, your event just to see who was going to show up. So you had, uh, gosh, over 150 people and over half of them were bald. That was that was pretty, uh, very shiny. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right, so uh, we only have a couple minutes, so t- t- uh, just share with our audience uh, what okay. why you did this event. Um, I'm sorry, I, I missed these. What share with the audience? Uh, what why you did this event and what your documentary? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. So um, this was initially what I'm doing as a so I'm working on my first documentary. It's a two part project, uh, a film and a coffee table book. And um, so Carolyn Phillips, who is, she's a professional model, but she's also participated in the book portion of my project. And um, I have been requesting for people to do the, you know, house parties where you just gather a few people together and I would talk about the project, I would show a few pictures, and then people would donate um, that way. Um, mm-hmm. it's like a, so it's like a fundraiser house party. But her idea was to have a fashion show um, and make that a benefit fashion show where the proceeds goes towards my film. But even when she first mentioned it to me, I didn't really conceive of it to be as big as it was, you know, like the cause and the, the what I saw on Saturday was way over beyond what I had imagined. Um, so this was all Carolyn Phillips' idea. She got a crew of people together to volunteer. So everyone who was a part of the project volunteered to be in it, to, you know, with the models and the, um, uh, the event planner, the makeup artist, you know, everyone, um, the, the model scouts. Um, and so all the models in the, in the, uh, in the fashion show were all bald, men, women, and one little girl. And, um, because it's reflective also of my film, which is, and my book, uh, which is interviews, um, captures the stories of women and girls who've experienced hair loss. So they tell their stories, but this one was included men as well, which is really cool because, um, the men, I believe a few of them also cut their hair, just to be able to go on the runway to support the cause. So it was, it was great. Like I can't, you know, and thank you so much for being there to capture um, pictures and the energy was wonderful. And it was just, you know, once again, way beyond what I thought that it would be. So I'm very appreciative. And what is the documentary called? I'm more than my hair. I'm more than my hair. And you already had a book that you put out about six years ago, which is where I first met you. And that was a hardbound book. And you had gosh, about $30,000 that you put into that project. What was that called? Um, that one is Feminine Transitions, the Photographic Celebration of Natural Beauty. Well, I will say that when you do something, you do it big. And the talent you had at the show was at level 10. Uh, your MC, probably one of the best I've ever seen. And uh, obviously your Excellent. models were gorgeous. Uh, 
and you had them coming in from all over the United States. And so I was very impressed with the caliber of people you brought to your event. So I wish you good luck on this. And I wanted to give you a chance since I was so blown away. I just had to have you on the show just to share your triumph. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Ken. You're welcome. Have a great day, Alicia. All right. You too. All right. Andrea, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing wonderful, and I am talking to you live from the rooftop of the Korean Wee Spa in Los Angeles, and I am super excited to introduce our next guest, Jason Myers. Wonderful. Do so. so. I will do so. (laughs) Uh, Jason uh, not only is a great friend, but he is someone that I super respect. He is a founder, leader, uh, turnaround architect, and chief growth agent for many companies. He's uh, this generation steward of the global 35-year-old brand of guerrilla marketing. This is a marketing and training and publishing powerhouse. It has over 50 book titles, and it's been translated into 62 languages, and has printed over 22 million books. Uh, he's a pilot, an entrepreneur, an international speaker, a multi-time best-selling author, and a legendary marketer. And um, he considers himself a perpetual sponge for knowledge, and his um, he drives capital and wealth breakthroughs for business along with using his proprietary system that he has been perfecting continuously for decades. He became, uh, began blockchain and cryptocurrency exploration in 2010, which so many people are just now hearing about. So he has been a pioneer before anybody even realized what these words were. And he built his own Bitcoin mining rig. He regularly consults for it and as involved in multiple blockchain and cryptocurrency projects around the globe. And he has launched and invested and operated in and, and exited, take it over, multiple businesses. He's just amazing. Uh, one of the things that's really cool to know is he served 11 years with U.S. Cellular, Bell South, Singular, AT&T, and he was part of the team of the largest merger in history at the time, which was $43 billion. So um, he also has done so many other things. He, he's so amazing. I can take up the entire hour just reading about how cool he is. So I'm going to pass it back over to you so we can find out other cool things to do in the future. Thank you, Andrew. Well, you're welcome, Jason. That was awesome. I, I'm sitting there listening to that saying, I, I need to get to know myself. Yeah. Well, she did a great job. So that, that was Andrea Adams-Miller with the Red Carpet Connection, and she does an amazing job with uh, publicity and PR, and she helps bring sponsorship dollars to events so that they can be that much more extraordinary. So thank you very much, Andrea. You're super welcome. You're welcome. Okay, yeah, so Jason. The only we crazy thing to- is I'm sitting there listening to that going, man, I'm getting old. <laughs> well, you certainly are talented and you have done so much and it's no accident that we run into you at Masterminds and super cool events where uh, it draws some of the top minds in the world. And I, I thank Captain Lou with the Marketers Cruise and as well as uh, Bug Free Mind for getting to know you that much better. And your event coming up, the Gorilla World Summit, uh, I actually did that the first year a couple years ago and you have done really great things with it. And I look forward to hearing how people can actually go to that event and learn more about how they can become a guerrilla marketer. Absolutely. We're getting very close. It is a week from this Thursday in Orlando, Florida, and it is May 3rd, 4th, and 5th. 
We have people actually flying in from all the way around the world. We have people coming in from New Zealand, Australia, um, the UK. We have all kinds of folks practicing and wanting to become better practitioners of guerrilla marketing, which, you know, leads me to a thought about guerrilla marketing is that a lot of people have heard the term, but they don't know exactly what it is. And so I encourage people to uh, visit the website and learn a little bit more about what guerrilla marketing actually is. Of course, there's over 50 books we've published over the 34, 35 years now, but Guerrilla marketing is more than kind of that catchy outdoor stuff that grabs your attention. It's really about a mindset. It's a mindset to business. It's a mindset towards um, how you market in the most effective way possible with a focus on profits. Because a small business owner knows that what you're doing is creating a profit stream to fuel your lifestyle. And big business sometimes lose sight of that and they spend money for the sake of spending money. But a small business owner knows they need to spend money to get a return on that investment. And so that's really what Gorilla Marketing is focused on. And people can learn more about the event at go.gmarketing.com. So that's go.g is in golfmarketing.com. I would say without the except, with the exception of sales expertise, guerrilla marketing is probably the biggest skill set you need to learn to make sure your business is competitive and profitable and really leveraged correctly. Would you agree with that? Yeah, well, every business has to be in the business of sales and marketing. It doesn't matter whether they think they're a research company, whether they think they're a software company, whether they think they're a manufacturing company, whether they're a service business whether you know, it's an, a, a law firm, it is sales and marketing. And so you always have to be marketing, you always have to be selling, and you always have to be closing. And then it's about fulfilling on those promises that you made uh, for the service or the product or, or what have you. So yes, to me, sales and marketing go hand in hand. The marketing component is a piece that people tend to struggle with because they view marketing as an event instead of a process. They view it as they tried that, they did that, they paid for that, they you know, had that uh, Valpac coupon go out in the mail, they ran that radio ad, they sent that email blast, they sent that direct mail campaign. But marketing is actually a combination of doing all of that stuff in harmony and uh, doing it effectively. And that's what we're really going to be spending time at the summit going through is everything from organic social media marketing to paid social media to email marketing, list building, how to attract clients to your business, and even into uh, direct mail, which is something that people have kind of forgotten about. And because they've forgotten about it, it has become more effective than it was even 10 years ago. Well, that's very cool. I wanted to uh, actually ask you if you're going to have, since you just said about always be closing and marketing, are you going to have those little mugs that have A, B, M, and C? <laughs> we probably should. We probably should. <laughs> so were you born a little guerrilla marketer when you, when you came into this world? Yeah, I believe I was. Um, my first business was when I was 16. And to date myself a little bit, that was a couple of years after Jake Conrad Levinson 
published the first guerrilla marketing book. And so I started leveraging uh, his wisdom right from the beginning. So my entire entrepreneurial career has been uh, shaped by uh, the thoughts, the experience, uh, the wisdom, the know-how that he shared in the first book and then the books that came after it. Well, so why don't you share what your childhood was like that actually caused you to be who you are today? Hmm. Well, I think I was always uh, an entrepreneur. I did many things growing up uh, as, a, as a young child, uh, selling candy at school, doing things like that, always uh, running different um, charity drives and different things like that. And so, you know, this idea of having a message, getting that message in front of a market that would resonate with that message and then compelling them to take action was something that uh, started really six, seven, eight years old and has carried on since then. Well, I know that when you have the mindset of an entrepreneur, there are certain things that you you learn at an early age. Did you read some books or did you play chess? I mean, what was it that caused you to have this very um, inquisitive mind? Um, I read books about chess. No. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I did read a book about chess, but I did learn to play chess. But one of my mentors when I was <clears throat> young taught me to read the newspaper and uh, said, you know, you should read the newspaper every day. You'll learn what's going on in the world and stuff. And I think the newspapers were different back then than they are today. Uh, Certainly media has changed a lot. um, And the world is a little different than it was back then. But um, I did learn a lot about and and develop a a worldview. uh, And I think that that helped quite a bit. But I was really reading books revolving around how things worked. And so one of my stories that I tell is how I um, learned how to use a screwdriver when I was six years old and promptly began taking everything apart to try to figure out what made it tick. And as I continued to destroy everything I owned uh, to the point where I would not get gifts for holidays because they knew I would just take the item apart instead of enjoying it the way it was built, uh, I went ahead and um, taught myself how to identify what was wrong with something and then fix it and then put it back together. And so once I was made, making that transition from being someone who would tear something apart and leave it in disarray to actually being able to tear it apart, see what was in disarray, fix it, uh, reassemble it, and then the item come back to use, that really was a pivotal point in my uh, my growing up. <clears throat> and really that same philosophy I've carried forth in business uh, ever since then. And so, uh, Andrea, during um, the intro, the bio for me, was talking about a lot of different things. And many of those things are a direct result of my natural bias towards, okay, something's not right. How do we get in there and figure out what's wrong with it, fix it, and get it on the right path? I, I imagine that type of thought process also obviously increases increases your critical thinking ability, but more importantly, allows you to reverse engineer something you want to create. For sure. And I think it's a a very important uh, skill to develop is uh, taking a look at something, figuring out 
um, how it got to where it is. And then if you want it to be something else, how do you get it to become something else? And in, in business, oftentimes your best laid plan uh, is just that. And as soon as you start to take action, the, the plan kind of goes out the window. There's a famous Mike Tyson quote that everybody has a plan until they're punched in the face. And <laughs> sometimes I think business is about getting punched in the face and then what you do about it. And so uh, the ability to pivot and adapt your plan as you go. And my friends uh, in the military uh, use the phrase adapt, improvise, and overcome. And that's really what the entrepreneurial journey is all about. And certainly as it relates to, to marketing and guerrilla marketing, you create a plan, but you're constantly evolving and pivoting as you get feedback from the marketplace. Well, that's a great point because guerrilla warfare is doing the unpredictable so that your enemy doesn't really know what to expect. And so that's the same type of mentality for being a business person is that you're thinking differently, you're doing differently, so you stand out and people take notice. Would would that be a good way to explain it? Exactly. So unconventional, out-of-the-box thinking is really what guerrilla marketing is about. And what was really amazing about the brand as uh, Jay Conrad Levinson continued to develop and build the brand over the decades was that people identified with that guerrilla mentality and then started applying it to things broader than the marketing aspect of business. And so there's a book on guerrilla parenting. There's a book on guerrilla business uh, deals. There's joint ventures. There's all these different things. And certainly, if you think about you going through life, thinking unconventionally and out of the box is really where a lot of the magic happens. And so that's, that's where I get to think of, uh, you know, the whole guerrilla marketing brand really is a framework for a more magical way to live, whether it's through your business or your life. It's, it's really that development of magic through being just a little different, thinking a little differently than the herd. Well, I, I think guerrilla marketing has so many applications. And since the average businessman is dealing with probably a lot of headaches and challenges, plus they have the finite amount of time, whether it's 24 hours a day, minus sleep, they they learn how to think differently, so they're leveraging. And I want to ask you, how much does it cost to go to this summit, and how quick do you get a return on just that type of uh, attendance and participation? Yeah, so the... The tickets keep going up in price as we get closer and closer to the event, um, mainly to reward people that were uh, quick action takers. Uh, someone who uh, buys a ticket today, the investment is 497 and that uh, gets them access to all of the great content. We have 30 people presenting. Um, on everything from organic social media to uh, how to create an Instagram following to um, how to build an email list, how to market that email list, how to monetize it, how to create uh, profit-driving webinars for your products and services that run themselves and just pour money into your bank account. We have literally the entire range of marketing at that event. And so from a return perspective, I think really what you need is one idea that you put into action in your business that will pay many fold over the 497. 
And that was exactly my point is that an event like this is probably the ultimate experience where you're going in there and you have a litany of problems that you'd like to solve. And if even one of them is solved, especially one of your bigger problems solved, not only do you get your return on your investment, but you get your life back, uh, at least some percentage of your life back that you can use. And I think the, the greatest definition of success is the more freedom and happiness you have, the more successful you are. And this is the kind of event that builds both those. Oh, totally. And then the other aspect of it is, aside from the sessions, there's the networking component of meeting other entrepreneurs who have uh, walked a mile in your shoes. They've already solved the problems that you have in your business. And so they're able to provide input as to what they ran into, what they tried, what ultimately worked. And really all you have to do is make one good connection at an event and, you know, it's worth the price of, of the admission and the time out from life to go to it. The other thing that I think is, is important for people uh, to think about is when you are in a rhythm in your business and you say, I can't step away because I've got stuff to do, the business needs me. I'm just getting into a rhythm. I don't want anything to upset that. Anyone who has ever uh, enjoyed vinyl records, of which I know you're a person who fits that category, <laughs> knows that the rhythm is in the rut. And so if you're in a rhythm, you're actually in a rut, as in the groove of a record. And so the best way <laughs> to, to break out of that, you know, and to skip so to speak, is to go somewhere else and pick up some new information and to recognize that the rhythm is a rut and you're going to keep going around in circles uh, until you do something different. And so I I think the input is valuable for people uh, to go to events, to get rejuvenated, recharged, get some new thought processes. And something that's different about this event than many is that we're actually spending time uh, the morning of the first day and then periodically throughout the event in a very... um, back-and-forth fashion where we're helping the attendees to create and articulate their marketing plan and the tactics that they're going to put into motion once they leave the conference. A lot of conferences uh, spend time spewing a bunch of information at you as if it's a you know, fire hose. Um, but what this is, is this is actually about meeting people where they are and then helping them to get to where they want to be. Hmm. So we're pretty excited. Yeah, and also there cannot be enough said about people coming to an event like this that are like-minded, like-hearted, and you create friendships and accountability partners, and you learn beyond the event because you couldn't have met them if it wasn't for you and Jeannie putting on an event that attracts it. Absolutely. You know, this is the fourth year of the event. Um, the the one before last was um, postponed because of a, of a hurricane issue. We were having it on the coast in Daytona. Um, but the the one that you went to and, and the one uh, last year, you know, they keep getting bigger and better and a much richer experience for the attendees. And we're just, we couldn't be uh, more happy with 
the lineup of experts that we have, the roster of attendees that are on board so far. And we're starting to see that flood of people trying to grab the last minute tickets before they uh, escalate. There's like three more price escalations between uh, now and, and next Thursday. And so it is uh, really exciting to see this thing come together. Well, I saw that third price escalation. It's $1 million a ticket. So you've got to avoid, you can save so much money. You're saving almost a million dollars by buying the ticket now. It comes with a free pinky picture. $1 million. <laughs> One million. And we, we lost him recently. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, good old mini-me. He, he won't be at this event, unfortunately. And oh, I didn't a- realize we lost him. Yeah, we just lost him this weekend. And, yeah. uh, you know, I actually have, that's, I have, you know, that's an interesting thing. I mean, people, we all think we're going to last forever. We all know we're not, but we hope we are. You know, there's that whole, uh, twisting thing that goes on. And what I like to tell people is that, you know, the time is now to, uh, take input, and put into action the things that you need to to get to where you want to get to in terms of the impact that you make on the world. And that waiting for when it's the right time is a bad idea. Um, you just never know what's going to happen. It's you know this event was something that was always on Jay's radar, but he never got around to it. You know, well, life caught up to it, is, and is there- that's why we're we're excited to be able to carry on the legacy. Also, Jason, there's never a right time. And my dad, when he has a flat tire or whatever happens, the he goes, oh, my gosh, just what I needed. This is just what I, there's there's always something coming at you. And it's how you actually have to maneuver and just say this is the time. So I agree with that statement. It's it's very pertinent. And, you know, Jay, because he couldn't create this event, I was wondering, first of all, did you ever meet him? And how did you actually meet uh, his wife to actually get in this uh, get in the door to actually have this event and this brand? Yeah, well, I've been marketing online since uh, 1997. My first website uh, back in 97 was for professional speakers, coaches, authors, trainers, and it was a, a freemium website before there was even such a thing as a freemium business model. Uh, and a freemium model, uh, for those that don't know, is where you get uh, something for free, and then there's incentives to upgrade your your package. And today, that's the way most subscription-based websites work, is there's a, a free way to play, and then there's a paid way to play, which gives you features that you really want. And so what I did was I created this website and started making money on the internet. The first month it was uh, live, it was profitable, and I said, this is 1997, the internet is cool. And I was using actually x.com for payment, um, which became PayPal. And so I've been along for the whole ride and, um, you know, active participant uh, in conferences, a speaker all around the world, and really got to know most of the who's who in, in marketing and such. Um, I was... Uh, you know, always wanting to spend more time with Jay. It was never really uh, something that we were able to do because we were running in different directions a lot of times. Um, but when I met uh, Jeannie, you know, she really is the the, wing beneath, the wind beneath his wings. And uh, I think that um, the stuff that we're doing from a legacy perspective to set Gorilla up to 
impact millions more businesses between you know now and the next 35 years is is amazing and uh, we were looking at it the other day you know selling over well over 20 million books you know, think about those millions of businesses and all of the impact that those businesses have had on the world um, it's just just amazing well genio was kind enough to share her story of how she met Jay and it is uh, just the most it could be a movie it's it's so romantic and they they really did fall in love and it was a real love story so uh, I I was just to wrap up this first segment um, what caused you to reach out to Jeannie and how that conversation happened that you were able to uh, become a partner and really build this well really I, I attribute that to, to networking uh, and you know connections and knowing people and really getting to, to understand the situation that the, the brand was in and um, really understanding what what she and the family wanted in terms of uh, developing the, the next phase of the business and the impact for um, it on the world. And really, <clears throat> a lot of people, when they see a global brand that has impacted so many people, they they want to be a part of it. And certainly, a lot of people approached her about, you know, getting involved and picking up where uh, Jay had to, to let go. And that's really, I think, the beginning of that whole journey of just understanding really through the process of the business and what's going on and saying, you know what, when the time is right and everybody's ready, then we'll figure something out. But there's no hurry, you know, and it's been 35 years. So just, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Well, great. So uh, we're going to close up the segment and come back in a couple minutes. But can you tell people how they can get to the site, learn more about the event and actually be a part of it? Sure. You can go to gmarketing.com. And there's a link there to, to know more about the, the event. There's a countdown timer also. So pay attention to that countdown timer. You do not want that to elapse and go to zero on you. We um, are not probably going to be able to sell tickets at site uh, because we're already running into some uh, space limitations. We had to add an extra room. Uh, an extra meeting room to be able to hold the people that we have. So um, you do not want to wait. Also, don't watch the timer to see if it's accurate. I actually spent a good part of yesterday looking at it. It is perfectly accurate second to second. So um, we'll be back in a couple minutes, and you can count the seconds. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. 
My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to Amplify. That first segment went by just like that, and we have all kinds of other questions to dig deeper, and Jason gave us just a lot of gold nuggets and a lot of brilliance and wisdom on how we should be living our life and how we can think better, and also, obviously, an opportunity to attend a great event that I am excited about as well. So, Jason, I was thinking when you were talking in the first segment, when you're reverse engineering, you're taking things apart, is that like a way of figuring out how to live life better or how to have the right relationship or even how to raise children. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably a good way to frame it. You know, it came to me a little out of curiosity and a whole lot out of necessity. They say the uh, mother of invention is a necessity. And I think that's very true. In my particular case, you know, as kids, we all have favorite toys, and sometimes those toys break, and then it's kind of a bummer, right? And so what I decided to do was to take matters into my own hands by putting the screwdriver in my hand and taking the toy apart to figure out, could it be fixed? And that's really the the approach that I kind of used to everything was... You know, I've got a screwdriver. I know how it works. Let's uh, let's take this item apart and let's look for what doesn't seem right. Because in the absence of formal training, all you have is your observational skills. And so, I would take something apart, and something would be clearly cracked or broken, or a, um, you know, a rubber, uh, like in a, a tape deck or something. The the uh, rubber ring, the um, the belt would be off or whatever. And so you look for what doesn't look right and you make it right again and then you put it together and magically it works. Um, fast forward some years, I started learning electronics and stuff and then you start getting into, you know, having test equipment and being able to track down uh, circuits and understanding how logic works and stuff. And that led me to uh, learning how to program computers and 
I started reverse engineering video games to make them play the way I wanted them to play. So back in the back in the day, there would be a video game about uh, m- you know motocross, uh, you know, motorcycle jumping dirt hills, and I didn't like the way the motorcycle flew through the air. I didn't like the way it landed. So I just got into the code and rewrote the software to, to play the way I wanted to play, and then uh, started selling those uh, variants of the games to my friends. And that was one of my little entrepreneurial uh, adventures that was fueled by this natural curiosity to want to understand how things work to make them better. I imagine your mom and dad were extremely proud. Um, Proud and, well, you know, proud and also annoyed uh, because (laughs) they would buy me something, I would immediately take it apart. And, uh, you know, when when you're new at that, Sometimes you can't get it back together. Uh, sometimes you lose parts, lose screws. It doesn't. It never goes back together exactly the same uh, if you're not, you know, diligent. And so I developed a really, really keen attention span, ability to focus on something until it was done, and uh, almost a tunnel vision of being able to just laser in on something until it's uh, until it's resolved. And I think a lot of people don't have that or there's a lot of discussion of ADHD and uh, you know ADD and all this kind of stuff I think maybe that's how I developed through some of that was just becoming obsessive about why does this thing not work I'm going to get this to work again and part of it was because if my toy broke they weren't going to buy me a new one right so I, if I wanted to play with that toy I needed to fix it so going back to business what would you say the the number one problem people have when they're not reverse engineering or looking at how their business needs to be going? So I think one of the issues that people have is they have a tendency to have an additive mentality. And what I mean by that is they try to add stuff to their existing situation. So they, they slap on another coat of paint. They add another uh, layer of modeling clay. They just keep adding on top of what they have. And the reality is, is that if the framework inside of it is weak, is shoddy, uh, it's going to come crashing down. And so adding stuff on top isn't so good. Um, the other thing that I think people do is they have a tendency to evaluate where they are at this moment versus where they want to be and they forget to also have an understanding of how did they get to where they are and so this reverse engineering is how did it get to become what it is so that's the track behind you um, as much as the track ahead of you. And it's important because, you know, as a pilot, one of the things we, we talk about, you know, is, is navigation. And uh, I'm also a boat captain, right? So I, I understand this uh, uh, nautical navigation as well as the aeronautical navigation. And there's a, a saying that a boat is off course the entire time until it reaches its destination. And if you think about it, the boat is bobbing up and down and it's, you know, turning side to side and it's constantly making course adjustments as it moves towards its final destination. But it is literally always pointing away from its final destination. And an airplane is much the same way and a business is exactly the same way. You're never really pointed in the direction that you're going. 
you're you're compensating for crosswind and cross currents and all these different things. And so you have to understand the fundamentals that are driving you in that direction. And that's kind of what's behind you is as important as what's in front of you. Well, because you have such a brilliant mind, Jason, I would like to uh, throw two quote-unquote zingers at you, and we can go uh, glaze over them if they're not really appealing to you. But one is the young lady who called in this morning, Alicia Cunningham. She has a documentary she's trying to raise money for about uh, baldness, and it's, it's mainly related to women who have cancer and are dealing with wellness issues. How would you uh, recommend, to, what would you recommend to someone like her that's trying to raise money from a guerrilla marketing standpoint um, that would help her? Well, uh, there's really two pieces to that. Um, guerrilla marketing is one thing and raising money is another. Um, I know a lot about both. In terms of raising money, uh, because that's such a uh, visceral visual imagery um, and such a compelling story, crowdfunding is a really good way to go. Um, I know some people that have consistently raised money for documentaries using crowdfunding. And in order to do that, you have to be a very effective marketer, which is where you get into the guerrilla marketing aspects of it. And, um, you know, you look at the Ice Bucket Challenge, the Ice Bucket Challenge um, that's really a, a meme that caught on and spread virally and poured a lot of money into the organization. Uh, she was mentioning during her segment that uh, somebody actually shaved their head so they could, uh, you know, walk the runway and be a part of the event. And so maybe there is um, a challenge revolving around shaving of the head. Uh, it's kind of like the No Shave uh, November uh, stuff, mm-hmm. except yeah. the other way around, right? Uh, and so getting a movement like that to take off would be very um, guerrilla. But at the end of the day, to raise money to drive a documentary both to completion as well as into widespread viewership, uh, you, you need money, and that takes the marketing to get the eyeballs on the project. Well, I, I think the way you consult is so brilliant, and to have you on this show and not have people calling in to say, hey, this is my problem, can, can you uh, share how you'd approach this, doesn't really uh, show off your brilliance. So if I may, I'd like to be a little vulnerable and talk to you about two things I'm involved in uh, that obviously have something to do with my purpose and my passion, but also my son and and my, my livelihood actually working right. So with your permission, I would like to talk to you about the Umbrella Syndicate, because I know that you can look at a company like that and say, this is something I would change in it, and this is the reverse engineering I'd want you to think about doing. And then the other one is the Keith Smiling Movement. I've had a heck of a time because everyone loves to smile and everyone loves the movement, but monetizing something like that is is quite a challenge. So if we can, if I can just be vulnerable and share that on the air, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So monetizing the Keep Smiling Movement yeah, we can talk with that first. Yeah, so what is, uh, I, I understand the photos, right, the people holding the card keep smiling, um, but what is what has your attempt to monetize it looked like so far? It has been to take the photos and turn them into a book where someone like yourself or Jeannie or Jay, if he was still alive, 
could share their story of how they actually created smiles in the world or abundance. And I associate most, most influencers and leaders as people that could make a really big difference in the world if their marketing was better. So I look at the Key Smiling book as a vehicle that amplifies the goodness of those type of individuals, much like yourself. I, I mean, your story you're sharing here, if people don't hear it, do they, do they hear it on Instagram? Do they hear it on Facebook? Do they hear it in a, in a book, meaning do they read it? And I, I know that your story is not just compelling. You're living a, a life that you love, and it does cause people to smile. I've seen you actually speak at the, uh, at the Blue Book uh, conferences and share with people how to help them actually attract the type of client they want to have without all this work and all this inefficiency. Yeah, absolutely. So with with that, um, and, and by the way, you can talk about this off, offline too. I'm just uh, throwing something out there that the Umbrella Syndicate is a company that tries to capture market and use guerrilla marketing to actually build a brand and an event so that the event is more successful. Yeah, so in terms of the, the Umbrella Syndicate uh, business, there's multiple sides to it, right? There's the photography aspect of it itself, right? Right. And the, and then then there's what you do with the photography. Sure. And then what else is there? Uh, then there's the call to action, which is the newer component of it. We've, we've created a, a parent company called Big Events USA where we take the traffic instead of giving it free to Facebook. We point it to the, uh, the website where we say, hey, if you like to go to big events like Guerrilla Marketing, would you like to also go to this? Or you just came from this mastermind and you care about being at top events, would you like to go to Guerrilla Marketing and JVing with uh, events like yours? Yeah, so one of the things that is interesting about that and kind of some of my experience with you having done some of the events that I've been to, right, is where does a person go to find themselves, to find the photo that they're in? And like if you go to South Beach, right, so I, I get invited to all these charity shindigs and these product launches and all these, you know, swanky parties, right? It, it kind of comes with the territory. And yeah. certainly from a geographic perspective, I, I got a lot of stuff in my backyard here in Palm Beach, and there's Fort Lauderdale, and then there's Miami. And so when I go to these events, a lot of times there is a, a photographer there who is taking photos, and then they give you a card and that card has a redemption code on it where you use that code to get into a page where your photo is going to appear. And some of them do it better than others, but basically it gives somebody a way to get back to their photo. And then what's interesting about that in the context of what you're doing is that discovery platform of, okay, you were just at this a kickoff party for this you know, new champagne, um, maybe you would be interested in going to this yacht party uh, that is next weekend that is sponsored by you know these other brands. And here's the link to register. And that okay. can work you know, in the masterminds and the, and the summits and the con- conferences and conventions and stuff as well. Um, but that way of cross-promoting people from one event to another. 
Well, since you I are doing the challenges you have with the um, the as was version is you put all that into a folder on Facebook and you you try to tag the people that you're connected to, and it doesn't necessarily get the person that you took their photo to know that there's a photo of them on that page. So for uh, the application of your event, Guerrilla Marketing Summit, how are you having your audience help, support, participate, and learn by applying uh, what they're learning there to actually grow the Guerrilla Marketing Summit? So one of the things we have is we have a mobile app. And the mobile app has the social tab component where people are hashtagging the event during the event, right. taking taking photos and hashtagging, and so they're creating a whole social stream to get the each friend or connection of each person who's there will see activity of what's happening with the event in in real time, and that's one of the key things I think from an event perspective is. If an event happens and all the photos go into, uh, you know, on an SD card and then they get processed later and then they get put into a folder somewhere, um, the momentum isn't being leveraged. And so how do you leverage the momentum in real time? And what I've seen work really well is people creating Facebook and Instagram stories from their phone, not from not from a, a, a Lumix GH5, you know, or a, a Canon or a Nikon multi-thousand dollar camera, but literally a phone, right? Taking photos and videos and doing a story, a timeline type story in real time at the event and doing the hashtags and getting that viral spread as it's happening. That seems to work really, really well. It's about creating the excitement, right? And so if you think about a live event that has a a live stream, if somebody's doing an Instagram story and one of the things they're doing is including with the Instagram story where to go to get access to the live stream, you just saw what's happening, a little snippet of it. It looks exciting. Now you're going to click through and you're going to sign up for the live stream. And then if you sign up for the live stream, then you get access to the recordings because you're not going to be able to watch all of it in real time. So you're going to want to go back and watch more of it at your leisure, but it engages you in the brand. Whereas you save all of the visual assets and you release them well after the event. Well, the event is a has-been. It happened in the past. Sure. And the only people that are really interested in the pictures are people that were there. Well, that doesn't help the viral spread of the event. Does that make sense? It totally does, and and so true, and that's why we were looking at how you actually forecast, because the biggest problem we had when we uh, put the photos besides people knowing where to go to get them was people saying, hey, that's great that this event just happened, but I would have liked to have known about it seven days or 30 days ago so I could have been a part of it because it looks like a great event. So that's that's where the umbrella center is going with the Big Events USA is if you don't want to know where the top 1% events are, then come to this calendar that shows you where you want to spend your time. And just like the, your event that you're having, if someone goes to this event, they could probably say afterwards that this event was more useful and valuable than, let's say, 30 events they went to previous to that. So it's it's getting people to the right events that solve the right problems. Absolutely. 
So I wanted yeah, to shift and, and over. Yeah, and the other thing that I was going to say is that your um, – so one of the things that happens is, like, if you take all the photos and you put them in a, in a, in a folder and they're on Facebook – and the people that are in them aren't tagged because you're not connected to them. They don't know they exist, right? And, yeah, exactly. But if you're at the event and you give them a card that tells them exactly where to go and how to get to the photo, then in, on that page could be the social share button so that they could decide if they want to share those photos out. And and, and that way, that share event is attributing back to your site and that helps create that kind of that karmic perpetual viral loop for you so you just altered how i'm thinking about doing business so that i can hopefully help many businesses as well as you uh with that type of strategy so i wanted to with the last couple minutes ask some rapid fire questions so i'm going to bring andrea back because she's been very patiently waiting to ask some questions andrea you got a quick question for him I do. I want to know what your biggest professional pet peeve is. Biggest professional pet peeve. Um, in today's uh, climate, people not reading email, um, <laughs> where there's a question, and they literally are not answering that question. Perfect. Okay. And how about a book that changed your life? Uh, um. Tony Robbins enters several books. Unleash the Giant Within, probably one of them. Andrea? What makes you laugh, Jason? Uh, Sarcastic humor, usually. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, favorite place to fly? Uh, Anywhere. As in the air? Uh, Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just love to fly. I don't really care where. Where you land? Okay. Well, I mean. uh, G- uh, Jason, what's the worst place to get stuck? Um, the worst place to get stuck is at a, a Podunk airport with no food. <laughs> that is nice. your uh, your favorite event you've been to? Oh, my favorite event! Oh my goodness! Um, that is that is so tough. I, I will I would piss people off if I talked about any uh, current events, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, because I've got to I've got to pick a winner, right? That and that means I've designated a bunch of losers. Um, there are there are a lot of great events. I think um, for me, one of my favorites. Going going back in time was I went to a, a Dan Kennedy event and it was a real uh, eye opener and a game changer for me on how to look at uh, direct response marketing. Andrea, Jason, favorite um, indulgence. Um, my favorite uh, would probably be champagne. Mm. Jason, a quote you live by. I feel the need, the need for speed. Very nice. Andrea? Favorite candy bar? Uh, anything that's dark chocolate. Ah. And uh, what car do you drive? Uh, which, which day? 
Uh, that's what I was going to say. Which <laughs> What's your favorite car? And, and One of my favorite cars you? to drive? Uh, yes. Uh, Ferrari. Ferrari? Yeah. Andrea? And what is on your bucket list yet? You know, I, I don't know that I have one, although um, I've always wanted to do a, an, an Everest expedition. And Jason, how do people follow you? They can go to my website, which is jasonmyersmentor.com, or connect with me through gmarketing.com. Okay. Well, Jason, you have been amplified. You are a phenomenal uh, guest as well as a, a brilliant mind, and we're so excited we were able to spend an hour with you. Can you give one more time how people can get to the Gorilla Marketing Center? Absolutely. So the fastest way to go grab your ticket today is to go to go dot gmarketing.com so g-o dot g m-a-r-k-e-t-i-n-g dot com well thank you so much Jason look forward to seeing you again soon and you are just a really phenomenal human being thank you thanks Ken Andrea We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.